0: Welcome to the Poem, the Parsha, the podcast. I'm Rivi. And I'm Adrian, And we love to talk about the Parsha and the poem. Yes. So let's just get into it. Rivi, tell us a little bit about this week's double whammy to Parsha experience. It is a double whammy. We have the laws of Shemitah, which are the laws of resting the land every seven years, and the laws of Yovel into English Jubilee year after yes. 49 years, we're also going to rest the land. And then people are going to return to their original property and slaves will go free. And then we talk about the sale of land. We then get into the Parsha Chokotai. Be If you listen to my laws, Chok Chokotai, my laws, then all the wonderful things will happen to you. If not, only the brave of heart can read what will happen if we do not listen to those commandments. And then we just tie it all up with how do you calculate the worth of someone and of something when they make a pledge? But we're going to zero in on the good life. Yes. And the And the the aptly titled poem, The Good Life by Tracy K. Smith. Um, professor Smith is a professor at Harvard and has been the U.S. Poet Laureate back, uh, in 2017. Um, she is a professor of English literature and African American literature. She has a special named chair at Harvard. Um, she's won the James Laughlin Award. Like she is, she is it. She is it, and it is a privilege to read her work. Um, And so without further ado, I would like to read The Good Life by Tracy K. Smith. The Good Life. When some people talk about money, they speak as if it were a mysterious lover who went out to buy milk and never came back. And it makes me nostalgic for the years I lived on coffee and bread hungry all the time, walking to work on payday like a woman journeying for water from a village without a well, then living one or two nights like everyone else on roast chicken and red wine. Breathe it in, friends. Breathe it in. I love Tracy Smith's description of the good life. Yes. 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 Bottom line, what's the good life for our poet? The good life is one or two nights, like everyone else, on roast chicken uh, and red wine. Like, I'm sorry, if you don't think of Shabbat, when you hear that last line of the poem. We're going to have to invite Tracy K. Smith to a Shabbat dinner. I mean, it's the good She life. She, she is nearby, so I could do that. Um, and, and you should consider it now. What's I interesting? Shall. I love. First of all, we're going to get very soon to the Torah's description of a good life, and it's not going to yes. be that different. But the good, no. the good life. And so, I like how she begins. When some people talk about money, they speak mm-hmm. as it were a mysterious lover who went out to buy milk and never came back, meaning where is the money? Yeah. Where's the money? And you may have had it and it may have been really good. And then one day it was gone and you weren't sure why. And you never found out. It and then, just walked off into the ether. Right. And then she it makes her nostalgic. You know, If I think we all look back sometimes to the good old days. And when you live on coffee and bread and you're Everything is meaningful. You are perhaps hungry all the time and, you know, you're walking on payday because you don't have even, you know, money for the car fare. And then, though, you get the payday and you live like kings, like maybe kings that were just coronated. I'm just saying. you live like a king with roast chicken and red wine because what could be better now on one hand as soon as I read that red chicken and roast um roasted chicken and red wine I had a little brain inside me saying wait a minute I've been told for years you're supposed to use white wine with chicken yes I know I know but if you're living like a king you get to have red wine. you're drinking red wine yeah um so, well, yeah, and I, I also wonder about that nostalgia. Like, so many of us are nostalgic for sort of the bad old days, right? Well, because I think struggle is worthwhile. And, it, and instead, when we take things for granted, that we can just get in the car and go to the supermarket and buy whatever you want, it's not as intense as when, you know, and I think we all live through the time when you are – looking at your grocery items and hoping it will match the cash in your wallet. Oh yes. Oh yes. Um, it does. I think it, I think it sort of fortifies us against, um, taking things for granted. That's, I think it, that's exactly it, what I was going to say. It, it, it really, I don't know. Well, I think of those bad old times when I lived in Brooklyn, um, yeah even as a grad student living in Squirrel Hill, um, there is a sort of, there was a sort of freedom to them that I didn't recognize at the time. Oh yeah, I think you just nailed it. I think that's what it's all about. That I think, and that's what I think she's describing. You Mm -hmm. know, it's a a freedom to be able to just squander a few of those dollars on the red wine and that roast chicken when you know by the end of the month, you're not gonna have enough. Sure. And um, I also wonder if there's a sort of what I don't hear, though, is anyone else in the poem at that time. She talks about walking to work, um, journeying for water, living one or two nights like everyone else. Like there's a sort of solitary experience to that. Whereas I feel like come later, there's that solitary experience falls away. And not only Are Like, you're always thinking about yourself in relation to the other. Well, what's very interesting, I think, let's take a look at the contrast. Let's take a look at how the Torah depicts the good old days. Yes. What's going to be the good life? So, if you follow God's Torah, um, the laws, the tishmeru, I'm going to do the Torah. What's going, what are you going to get? You're going to get rain in the right time. The land is going to give up its crops. The trees of the field are going to give its fruit. The crops and the agriculture is going to go so amazingly that by the time you start thrashing the, the wheat, you're still not going to be done harvesting and sowing. There's just going to be so much. You're going to have security. Honestly, at this point, all we want is security. Mm-hmm. The in your land. Peace is, of course, the ultimate. You will be able to live without fear. And the best part of the good old days or the good life, I should say, is that you're going to live in covenant with God. And God's presence, the Shekhinah, is going to be there. And I'm going to read that Mm. expression. It says, I am going to put my presence, my sanctuary, my presence, Mishkan Shekhinah. I'm going to put it with you. And so that is the good life if we keep the Torah. How's it looking between the Torah and Tracy K. Smith? I think there is an unspoken, um, uh, together, togetherness that when there is no for the years I lived on coffee and bread, hungry all the time, like a woman journeying for water. Um, there is this solitude is not present once abundance comes. Okay, okay. so here's what I think is interesting. So she looks back with nostalgia, living on coffee and bread. You're hungry all the time, you're walking, you don't have money for car fare. And it's almost like a des- this woman who's going from, you know to, for water from the village. But she lives in a village that doesn't even have a well. So let's all, mm-hmm. let's all just take a moment of gratitude. I will never never stop being grateful that I can turn this little thing and water comes out. I don't yes. know that grandparents had that or great-grandparents have it. Let's have no. gratitude for that. The woman in the poem doesn't have a well in her village. She's going to go for a long walk. But, but then once payday has happened, we get, I'm going to live like everyone else. So I want to pause for a minute that we humans have this predilection of thinking that other people are living a certain way. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I think, did we talk about that whenever we did our La Hora poem about, La Hora sort of comes from the not knowing or from assumptions about others. And I think like we've got a little flavor of that here, that, that there is this assumption that everyone else has abundance and the speaker does not. Yeah. And, and so here, we're going to live like everyone else on roast chicken and red wine. And we're going to live a life of ease, but not a life of luxury. And so so I want to ask the question around the Torah portion and say, is God promising us a life of luxury and not a life of the real world? No, I don't think that's realistic. I don't think that's, I don't think that's, I think it is, I think the Torah, if the Torah is asking us that, then the Torah is saying that it is aspirational it is not relational it does seem so just as far-fetched as it seems like oh my one day everyone is going to keep all the laws in the torah it also seems a little you know hard to reach this ideal of everyone's following every law in the torah and life is just so wonderful it's a it's an interesting exercise to look at jewish history and say was it ever wonderful were we ever in the place where we were in sync we were living the life that god had expected of us we had peace and we had abundance did that ever happen no that was a very quickly delivered answer i'm sorry (laughs) i'm because at the end of the day we're just human at the Uh, end of the day we're still going to assume that somebody has abundance that we don't have well, that, like we, and I think that is the, one of the core issues of us humans, of being human. I was yeah. going to throw out maybe the time of King Solomon. There okay, fine. But still, I want to remind myself and you and everyone that King Solomon, that we only arrived at kingship from a place of we want to be like everyone else. Yes. And, and I think it's reasonable to take a minute or two to talk about the coronation. Did you watch it? No. I mean, even afterwards, it was on Shabbat. Okay. We oh no. yes, <laughs> I was like, wait, no, wait. Huh? Okay. Uh, well, no, I did watch. I did watch a clip of the crowning itself. Thank you. And okay. I read about Rabbi Mervis's role, um, and how he was able to be present and how, like the sort of considerations they took. Okay, so first of all, but every, that's it. everyone I know has read that. We are so Jewish, we love that. Okay. Yes, I so, know, so I I'm this... sorry, I couldn't resist. So we have this coronation of this king that's the who whatever of the Windsors and and it's from the 1100s, the crown, the throne, the stone. The blood diamond. I think that actually is quite the poem I just said. The the crown, the throne, the stone. Um, oh. Please write that. I'm writing that down. The crown the ro- the crown the throne the stone and it's really we're all so enthralled by it and i'm going to say we're all enthralled even all of everyone listening who said i'm not enthralled but secretly we know you are watching the video of the coronation and (laughs) um and and all the jewish news sources were talking about rabbi Mervis, of course the chief rabbi of Of course course, the united kingdom and that he stayed in 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 the in, in that area or in westminster abbey so that he could attend it and frankly I think we're all realizing just how religious the ceremony is. He had to get a special dispensation from the bet Din, from the, you know, the London court, the Jewish court to say he could go into the sanctuary. Mm -hmm. Um, Chief Rabbi Herzog was there as not chief. Rabbi Herzog, the president, excuse me, I made a mistake. The president Herzog was there from Israel. And I actually heard this morning that uh, King Charles leaned in and said, I know things in Israel aren't good. I'm hoping they get better. So that was interesting. Mm. Um, but this coronation, and and so the reason why I'm managing to connect it to this Parsha and this podcast is because we think of the idyllic time of when King Solomon and the kings, the early kings had were reigning, and it was kind of peaceful. But just the idea that we needed to have a king and that the king is something that is ensconced <laughs> by all nations of the world. But I think I saw some irony there because it was so religious and there was such a huge connection between this idea of, oh, King Charles, you know, you are going to reign by the grace of God. And I'm yes. like, wow. Really? Yes. Really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, somebody somebody called him the king of Christendom at one point in an article I was reading, a secular secular news article, not a Jewish news article, and I thought, Oh, that's yeah. right. Like, it's hard. You know, we we live in a very, um, I, I feel like, like, outside of our Jewish community, we live in a very sort of unchurched world. And so it's interesting to remember that these, these sort of states are, are so deeply Christian. Well, he's the head of the Anglican church. And yes, exactly. And- I was about to say like he's literally now the head of the Church of England. Right. And right. And this is wild. He had, he had to take a vow, a an oath that involved a lot of God. And I yeah. think everyone is trying to kind of massage it and say, oh no, here comes there's a uh, there was a rabbi that participated, there was an imam that participated, yes. there was yes. a Sikh who participated, and even trying to appeal to the secularist by mm-hmm. having it not so heavy-handedly religious, which I'm saying like, wow, that is a brachal of Atala. Don't even bother, which means, you know, what a little bit of a waste because then they encircled him by the screens and they anointed him with the oil from, and do you know where the oil is from, Adrian? No, no, I don't. The Mount of Olives. Okay. Oh, oh. okay. I did know that and I that That answered okay so that's how religious this whole event was now oh my okay i feel we took a detour i'm gonna it was my fault so i'm gonna bring us back. no this is is all very relevant have you seen heard of a tv show or it's called a tv show whatever on netflix called the good life yes okay so there's some people that have urged me to watch it and i'm watching 13 episodes thinking when is something going to happen here? Why is this good? Why are people telling me that? And then something does happen. I don't want to reveal it and be a spoiler, but I haven't gone back to it. I'm not that entrenched by it, but the whole idea of the good life, my friends is, it's all about what's going to happen in the next world after you pass away, because there is this idea that after you die, you're going to the good life. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to ask you, Adrian, what, Mm -hmm. what, where here is the otherworldliness? In the Parsha, in the poem, Where is the otherworldliness of this idea, this big idea of the good life? So I think there are two answers to that. One, I think the otherworldliness is very much present in this world. Um, Two, I think that the otherworldliness is an internal experience. At the end of this poem, we have one or two nights like everyone else on roast chicken and red wine. It is that internal knowing that in this moment, you are living the good life. And it's internal. Like, you don't, you don't look around and think, well, no, like, I'm living the good life because of all of these externalities. No, it is an internal sort of North Star that lives in us when we feel like this is it. This is the good life. This is the good life. This is the life. And normal. it's fleeting. It's not something that you carry on forever and ever. A good life is, you know, there's, there's a lot of talk out there about happiness, right? And about how we all deserve to be happy. But happiness is not a long-term emotion. Happiness <laughs> is brief and it is intense. It and is, it, is, it is designed to be that way. And we need to acknowledge it. And I think that the word you used that was most important was moment. I, I love the idea of the glorious, happy moments. And sometimes you just have to take a deep breath and say, this is what it's all about, this moment. Yes. And I'm very, this poem is beautiful. It's interesting is it has a comma along the way after, for the years I lived on coffee and bread. And then yes. it comes full stop period after the last line, line 10, red wine. Mm-hmm. But what I find to be particularly charming is one or two nights like everyone else. Mm-hmm. Like, like, let's not get greedy. No, this is not This is not an everyday, all-day experience. This is, we have this brief experience, and it is good. And we can hunger for it, but we can't live it all the time. And maybe one of the issues in Parshat Pichukotah, I'm going to say with deep humility, is What does it mean when you promise people, if you keep the Torah, then you're going to have all of this? When we know full well we're humans, we're not going to be able to keep the Torah in its entirety, every single one of us, every single moment. And does that mean that we are never going to be able to achieve this delight of we have enough, there's rain, there's food on the table, and we're living in peace? yes yes (laughs) that is it that is i'm just i'm thinking of it it makes me think of another poem that really speaks to the same thing of like here we are having dinner on a warm summer night yeah this this is it we have achieved the thing right i'm gonna be singing i believe joni mitchell these are the good old days no carly simon I am sorry I am corrected. Carly I Gardner. I was about to say that just a minute ago. It's like this is the, these are the good old days. Like these, these are, the are these are what we're going to look back on and, and so, say wow weren't things wonderful. Okay. And so I want to just ask of ourselves as we're sitting there in shul Beth Knesset listening to this Torah reading how can we process it? How can we say okay we're going to try to achieve a little bit of this? maybe one or two nights with roast chicken and red wine there you go shabbat maybe one or two moments of roast chicken and red wine and the poem the part of the podcast bam (laughs) happy that's it happy luck but omar forgot to mention that shabbat shalom and yes thank you for listening wonderful thank you shabbat shalom